0: little recap. So far in this series we've been uh, learning about intimacy in prayer, honesty in prayer, how prayer is a lot more than just saying the right words. It's opening ourselves up. It's developing this relationship and deepening this relationship with God. It's not just about saying this word and don't say that word. We've learned a lot of these things. We've learned a lot of the prayer blockages, the things that hinder our prayer life. And we learn that these things, a lot of these things are wrong, not just because they're the wrong words to say, but because they cut at the relationship. It's all about the relationship. We cut down our relationship um, and that the prayer's not going to work. For example, a lack of thankfulness is going to hinder prayer. And why? Well, it's not because you've got to say 10 thank yous if you want one prayer to ans- be answered. It's more like ingratitude cuts at the relationship. and When the relationship's gone, the prayer's not going to be good either. Likewise, if we're not forgiving or we don't accept the answer that God's given us or we treat God like he was our employer or he's the slave master, we're the slave, then our actions, our attitude, all of these things cause the relationship to break down and then our prayer doesn't work so well either. And so tonight we're going to talk about selflessness. It's a prayer blocker. It hinders our communication with Christ. It causes the breakdown of this relationship to if we are not selfless. Uh, The opposite of selfless would be selfish or self-centered, slightly different terms there. And in general, it's quite straightforward. We know we should pray for other people, not just pray for ourselves. But I guess the thing is you can't always tell if the prayer is selfish or self-centred or not just by the words. You can get two people, they're praying the same prayer, and um, maybe one's selfish and the other one isn't. One is self-centred and the other's selfless. I'll give a few examples, and as we go, we'll figure out if they're self selfish or selfless. All right, then we'll try and decide if they are. The first one, uh, here goes the first one, says... Can't really read that. It says, God bless mum and dad. Grant them the power to anticipate my every need and the means to fulfil them. And if you're living with mum and dad, amen. Try another one. Dear God, we give thanks for everything we have. We ask that you continue to bless us with the things that we need and the things that we want. Bless us with the latest iPhones. Help us do really well in our exams and our assignments and bless our jobs so we can have more money than everybody else. Amen. Oh, thank you. Okay, okay, that one's a bit over the top. Okay, let's try and be a little more outgoing. Dear Lord, please give that dear sister the courage to pull herself out of that ungodly relationship with her boyfriend so that I can ask her out. And make her like me. Thanks. All right, look, look these prayers are kind of self-focused. Uh, we know they're not right because they're just thinking about me. I'm just asking for stuff for myself. But... So I'll try another one. Bless me. Oh, bless me, God. Give me land, lots and lots of land. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. I'll come back to that one in a minute. But here's another one. Pray for myself. Pray for just something for myself. Give us today our daily bread. Okay, Jesus said that. Jesus told us to pray that. So uh, that's in Matthew chapter 6. It's in the Lord's Prayer. So we know that can't really be selfish because even though it's praying for stuff for ourselves, Jesus told us to pray it. And actually the prayer that I said before about lots and lots of land... That you'll find a paraphrase of 1 Chronicles 4:10. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. I'll read the verse to you. It says, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, quote, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm, so that I will be free from pain. And the verse finishes, and God granted his request. And God granted his request. So doesn't say why, but it sounds like God thought that his prayer was uh, not quite as self-centered as it sounds like. So what's the point so far? We can't really tell if a prayer is selfish or not selfish or selfless just based on the words. We're going to have to look into it a little bit deeper uh, as to the, the motivation, why we pray, the reason what gets us praying in the first pra- place. Okay, well, why do we pray? The goal of prayer. What's the goal of prayer? Well, the goal of prayer is not prayer. Pastor David talked about this last week. The goal of prayer, of learning about prayer, is not to become a good prayer. It's not so that we can have a great prayer life. The goal of prayer is so that we can have a good relationship with Christ, that we can love him, we can be with him, we can know him. We can develop this gift of relationship that he's given us, and that's the blessing of knowing Christ anyone doesn't know Christ, that's the blessing that you get from being with him is knowing him. So what that means is a me-centered prayer. If I'm just thinking about me, it's going to come between me and God. It's going to defeat the purpose of prayer. The purpose of prayer is to build this relationship. But if I'm self-focused, that's going to defeat that that exact purpose. It'll destroy the very thing that I want to build. So my self-centeredness is... It's, it's a relationship killer. Okay, uh I'll just illustrate it like this. I come along here and I decide you guys are a nice bunch of people, so I want to make friends with you. I want you to like me. I want to make you like me. How do I do that? It's pretty easy, actually. I uh, talk about myself all the time. I mean, I talk about who I am, what I like, what I do, what I eat. You see what a real cool person I am? You can't help it. You love me. Okay. Uh, I'll... S- even better, I'll stalk all your Facebook pages. Yeah, I'll, I'll post selfie after selfie after Oh, hang on, if you don't know what a selfie is, <laughs> that's a selfie. Okay, um, a picture you take of yourself so you can post it on Facebook. So how many friends am I going to make? Uh, not very many, right? I'm not going to get very far because it's my self-focus Is this relationship killer it's a friendship killer it's this blockage it stifles the flow it 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 strangles the communication i talk about me because i want you to like me but it has the opposite effect and it's somewhat similar with prayer prayer's supposed to be our intimate close heartfelt communication with with the lord but a me-centered prayer just shuts him out of the picture Oh, I, it's like I go to his um, Contact Me page and to get communication with him. But instead of trying to contact him, I post my selfies up there. I send him my prayer selfies. So I might pray a lot, uh, but I've lost the plot. I'm not really getting through. Why? Because it's all been about me. Uh, Let's talk about it a little what exactly is a self-focused prayer. What does it look like? Well, the book of James puts it just like this. When you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Next verse says, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anybody who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. So... There's this connection here. There's this connection between selfish motives in prayer and this friendship with the world kind of attitude. If I'm focused, if I'm focused on myself, I'm not living like I'm part of the kingdom of God. I'm not living as one of God's children. I'm not living as though I'm in relationship with Him. I'm actually living as though I'm not. I'm acting as though I'm an unbeliever or out of fellowship with Him. A couple verses later, James says, submit yourselves to God. Come near to God. He'll come near to you. So it's as we we draw near to God, as we come close to him, that the selfishness of the world fades away. We come close to him. He cleanses us. The things that we thought were so important don't seem to matter anymore and it's again this closeness to God this closeness is one of the priceless blessings that we have of being his follower being in Christ so instead of praying from closeness from within this relationship of closeness with him you know we come to him with a shopping list or we treat him like Santa Claus you know I've been good lord I've been good well okay I'll be good I'll be good and so, can you please give me this and this and this and this and this and this? And by the way, bless the missionaries too. It's easy to do. Look, I'll give you some examples. Um, I, pray, I pray for my kids, walk with the Lord. Okay, All parents do that. But then maybe sometimes, sometimes the reason I pray, the reason I want them to be good is because if they're not, that's going to reflect badly on me. That's going to impact on my standing. If they misbehave or something, I'll look bad. So my prayer then is actually about me. Another example, I've been praying for my brother. One of my, my, I've got two brothers and they're both unbelievers. I've been praying for their salvation for many years. Nothing works yet. Nothing's worked yet. But then sometimes I think, you know, why am I praying? Am I praying so that they will escape hell or, back of my mind you know I want them to come up and say hey bro you know what <laughs> you were right and I was wrong you know I want this, it's this pride thing I want them to come up to me and say hey you know I've been wrong for all these years and you were right and teach me and stuff another example I pray for my dad's health now my dad he's, uh, he's going to be 86 this year um, why do I pray for him do I pray that he'll be that he'll have a good life and the years that are left to him or is it rather because if he becomes an invalid you know that's going to impact on my lifestyle that's going to impact on me seriously again you know am i praying for him am i praying for me Uh, other self-focused prayers self-centered prayers might be prayers for my just personal my personal situation uh, my own little world my own little circle and maybe i don't know about you I don't pray about you. I don't even think to pray about you. It's just my little circle. It's what I pray about. And you know, maybe I can be nicely selfless in my prayers for my own little circle, but what about all the bigger circles? What about everybody else? What about you? Sometimes self-prayers, self-focused prayers can come out. Pastor David also said this last week, is when we pray for things, not people. We pray for things, not people. Um, bless my car. Help it not to break down. Help it not to crash. Bless my exam. Help it to be easy. Okay, help it to be easy for me and difficult for everybody else. Bless my food. Help it to be healthy so I can feel good. So all of these ways, it's very easy to come out in prayers that have got this self-focus. Well, let's look at the alternative. A selfless prayer, or a selfless prayer, would be. It's worth thinking about why we pray in the first place. Why do we pray? We think about things. Why do we pray in the first place? Um, the Bible talks about how the burden for prayer originally comes from God. This is Romans eight twenty six. In the same way, the Spirit helps our weakness. We do not know. What we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans, and He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So the Holy Spirit here is acting as a, as a connection, if you like, a connection, but showing us what to pray, how to pray. The Holy Spirit directs our prayers towards God's will. We know we should pray f- according to God's will. How do we do that? Listen to the Holy Spirit. It's his job, is to direct our prayers to the Holy Spirit. It's, and it's about letting him motivate our prayers, uh, get them started, letting the Holy Spirit initiate them. So it's not really us that comes up with the idea to pray for someone. It's more like God. God's burdened with the needs, with our needs, with the needs of his people, with all of our needs. He's burdened with them. So what does he do? He puts the thought into our head and says, you know, you pray for them. And so we do. We pray for them. He starts the prayer. We puts the thought in our head. We pray for them. And then what happens? He answers the prayer that he started in the first place. All we did was the kind of the prayer bit in the middle. It all comes from the Lord. Let me lead you, read you a quote from Spurgeon. Spurgeon says the Holy Spirit dwells within us as a counsellor and points out to us what it is we should seek at the hands of God. We do not know why, but we sometimes find our minds carried as by a strong undercurrent into a particular line of prayer for some one definite object. It's not merely that our judgment leads us in that direction, but we often feel an unaccountable and irresistible desire rising again and again within our hearts. And this is what a truly selfless prayer is. It's come from God. We didn't even think of it. It's come from God. They're born in the heart of God. They're motivated. It's motivated by the compassion of God, the will of God, the love of God. We're just in submission to him. There's... There's a beautiful example of this in John chapter seventeen, which Steph read from us here, and this is actually one of the few places in the Gospels where the words of Jesus in his prayer life are actually recorded from it, for us. The, the Gospels say that Jesus prayed a lot. There's a lot of reference to him going out in prayer and spending all night in prayer, but there's, the words that he prayed are recorded very few places. John seventeen is an exception. And this prayer, of course, this comes at the end of the Last Supper. Judas has already gone out and gone find the high priests. This is Jesus' last hour with his disciples before hell breaks loose. So what does he do? He prays for them. In this prayer, John chapter 17, it's worth studying and reading again and again and again. In this prayer, he prays for himself. He prays that he would glorify his Father in the events that would happen soon he's anticipating what would happen he knows what's just around the corner and he's praying that in everything he's going to glorify his father he prays for his disciples that they'll be close to him that they'll be have joy that they'll be sanctified and he prays for all believers he prays that all believers would become one in him and this is where this verse comes from my prayer is not for them alone I pray also for those who believe on in me through their message. Is this beautiful, so outgoing prayer. So how does this actually look like when we get down, we wanna pray, okay, I wanna pray some selfless prayers. I want don't wanna be so self-focused. How does it look like? Well, for a start, we, we do pray for ourselves. Of course we can, Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. We do pray for ourselves, but remember we're praying that god would be glorified in our lives that his will would be done and i guess one way to think about this is if you ask yourself a question before you pray you know if i got the answer to this prayer if this prayer is actually answered who would be glorified would this the answer to this prayer glorify god would it glorify me would it bring praise our father in heaven or would it bring praise to me in some way would it benefit who would it benefit uh, others yeah, others me also uh, why am i praying for whose benefit am i praying good to think about these questions when we bring a request before the lord so can we pray for ourselves of course we can jesus said to give us this day our daily bread but what we also remember is the lord's prayer matthew chapter 6 the lord's prayer when he taught us to pray that he began it in exactly the same way as he began his own prayer in John chapter 17, for the Father to be glorified. The Lord's Prayer starts up, hallowed be your name. So when we pray, everything is to the glory of God. So if we pray for the glory of God, we pray from within this position as people in his kingdom following him loving him from that relationship then of course you pray for things you pray for the stuff that you need too but it's it's all um it's all focused on our position within the kingdom and for the glory of god well that's praying for ourselves what about praying for other people well that's a really important way actually it's a really important way to take care of each other it's it's an important way to disciple each other. And uh, here it is. We need to pray for each other. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters sitting right here because here in this room there are people who are sad. There's people who are lonely. People who are struggling with sin. People who are battling, maybe battling doubts of difficult family situations, facing decisions. How can you help them? Pray for them. How can you know what to pray for? Ask them. Ask them. They're all here. They're your brothers and sisters. Talk to them. Say, hey, bro. What, you know what? Can I pray for you? What What do you need prayer for? You know, I, I guarantee there's not going to be very many people here who don't need prayer for something. What do you need prayer for? Oh no, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. You ask them. You get there. There's going to be very few people here who don't really, really need prayer for something. And this is the love of God. This is the, the, the calling of Christ. And this is actually should be the reason why we're here. Uh, not because of the preaching, the music, or the friends or everything, but it's the Lord's plan for us to take care of each other. It's, it's a special blessing for his people that his people can be taken care of by their brothers and sisters in the Lord. And it's not only a special blessing, it's also a special responsibility that we have to take care of each other. And that's part of being what it means, being part of the kingdom of God, strengthening each other, caring for each other, loving each other, praying for each other. So when you go out, just talk with them, find out what they need prayer for. And remember also that um, sometimes when you pray for someone, it's this Holy Spirit putting the thought into your mind, I've got to pray for these people. But sometimes... The Lord will then anoint you to be the answer to your own prayer. You no one say, "Okay, good. You prayed the prayer. Good. Now do the do do the weed, do the deeds. Go do it." And sometimes that's the test of whether your prayer is actually selfless or not, or is it just going to be words? You're going to let the Lord use you to answer those prayer. Pray for the lost. Now I'm going to tell a little story here. Um, I've told a couple of people already. Uh, uh, something that happened to me a couple of months ago. Uh, a couple of months ago, I was, I was waiting for Nina. She was finishing a shift at the hospital. And um, I went and picked her up. I don't mind doing that because it means I get to drive a car. It's good. And I was waiting there and there's this, um, just over to the side, there was this older man sitting in his wheelchair. Uh, big long beard, big fat beer gut, scraggly beard, uh, bit of a bogan. I mean, look—he w- he was sitting there under the no-smoking sign and rolling a cigarette. So he's, you know, and I started talking to him. And he's rough as guts, this guy, and he's uh, talking about his family and he's swearing. He—I think he was there—he was there in the hospital. He's getting part of his foot amputated. I think um, he was diabetic. If you know anything about diabetes, there's circulation problems and so on. And he was just talking it out, and he was swearing. He was not a happy man. He was. Uh, talking about his family circ- circling around like vultures. Oh, you're not going to be able to drive anymore, are you? Yeah. What's going to happen to your car, your boat, your, You know, your tinny? He loved his fishing and he's so going through it in his heart about not just the loss of his foot, but the loss of the things that meant so much to him. Okay, So he's there. I just let him talk out all this stuff. And then eventually Nina came out and it's time to go and I... I had this impulse. I said, okay, would you like me to pray for you? I hadn't said a word about the Lord up to that point. I just let him talk. He said, would you like me to pray for you? He said, you a pastor? I said, no, that's just what I do. <laughs> pray for people, I suppose. <laughs> he said, yeah, okay. So I prayed for him, put my hand on his shoulder, and I prayed for him, and uh, prayed uh, you know, for his heart, and for his life, and the things that he'd gone through, and the heartache he was going through, and I prayed for him to know God. And, And the most amazing thing, now he's this guy, this serious, rough, cursing, swearing bogan in the wheelchair, He just burst into tears, you know, and he's there and his tears just pouring down his face. God had touched him. It's just the most beautiful thing that really touched my heart. Why did God touch him? It wasn't because of my prayers, because God had Touched him, and God wanted him. God wanted, it was God's desire to connect with this man. What's the point? How to evangelize, how to preach the gospel. Say, hey, can I pray for you? Not many people will refuse. You can just offer to pray for people. Do it on the spot right there. And also remember, of course, that sometimes God will ask you to help answer that prayer. They might want you to follow up, invite them to church, carry through with the. uh with that person's growth but that's a really neat way of preaching the gospel okay how do we pray how do we so a couple of things to be less self-focused in prayer well there's there's a number of easy things you can do you can sign up to a prayer group um, the church here has got a, a prayer list you can sign up you can get emails get an email to you pray for it. there's a lot of others around too um find a prayer network join it put a get a, a A prayer app on your phone. Daryl talked about this at the beginning of the year. If you've got an iPhone, can't help you. If you've got an Android, come and see. I've got one on mine. Uh, Write a list. Plan to pray. Give yourself a definite time. Give yourself a place. Where and when to pray. Go to prayer meetings. Now, here's one. Write it down. Sunday, the 14th of July, 3 p.m. This is uh, coming up. Write it down. Put it in your calendar. Put it on your phone. This is prayer for the unsaved. It's going to be in the conference room. We have it once a month. Do you know anyone who doesn't know the Lord yet? You ever come into contact with anyone who doesn't know the Lord? Come pray for them. We—that's uh, what it's for. This is—it's uh, just a special time. When you come, three weeks notice, there you go. There's another one. Uh, I don't have a slide on this one. Write it down. Thursday the 27th of June. Thursday the 27th of June. It's during the week of uh, Kids Club, so I'm not really sure where it's going to be. It's in somewhere here. It's the uh, pastoral team uh, prayer evening starting at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. So it'll be somewhere here. And come on if you have um, a special need. It could be for healing, could be for any need, anything that you need prayer for. Come on, the 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 pastoral team have opened up their prayer meeting for us Thursday, twenty seventh of June, seven pm. So, in summary, self focus in prayer is this is a hindrance. It breaks down the relationship with God, and it's this relationship with God that all our pra- was what our prayers are all about. Prayers come from the heart of God. They come from the mind of God. They come from the Holy Spirit. And they're moved by the compassion of God. They're not just us thinking of stuff. Maybe, you know, we, don't, we need to not take the credit for that. It's the Holy Spirit says, look, I want you to pray for these people. I want you to follow through. Pray for them. Do it. They're a really, really important way to show love to our brothers and sisters right here in this room we need it you know we need each other and we need each other to take this step in prayer and care for each other and it's a neat way to preach the gospel to evangelize just pray for people make a plan download an app come to the prayer meetings let's close in prayer heavenly father we ask that you glorify your name in us Glorify yourself, Lord, in all that we do, in our lives, in our personal lives, in our relationships, in the things that we do, in 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 all our meetings with people, everyone we meet, everyone with whom we come in contact, we pray that you, dear Father, would be glorified. The difficult things in our lives the hardships, the struggles, the battles. Glorify yourself. May you be glorified in each and every one of them. We pray, Lord, that you help us to truly live as your people in relationship with you. And, Lord, glorify yourself in the prayers that we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen.